self and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. So that's the secret right there to get in our lands healed. We should turn from our wicked ways and just turn our attention, our gaze to the heavenly father and then he will heal our lands because it's not about us and it's about the kingdom of God being brought into this earth, amen? So with that, I just want to welcome everyone this morning to Heaven's Lighthouse Ministry. I love you this morning with the love of God. And um, we just have one quick announcement just before the word. And um, it's Tasia and Tavar's anniversary this morning. And just join me in saying congratulations to them on their first year of being married. So congratulations, Guy, on your yeah. first anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Oh, you're yeah, congrats. welcome. You're welcome, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and you're off to a an amazing start, also. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Praise God. Yeah. Look where you guys are this morning in church. In right, that, honestly, right. No place better no to be. No <laughs> place better. <laughs> Only thing you guys did not bless us with your, um, you should have gotten up and uh, really. Um, yourself together and let us see your beautiful faces this <laughs> i know <laughs> well let's right? you have time let's see what happens <laughs> Amen. Um, i love the laughter are we gonna see the face or not maybe at the end we'll see <laughs> we're, we're gonna put a different photo on the uh on yeah. the google thing <laughs> that works that, that works. works that works, <laughs> that works. Amen. So in um, just giving advice just to the newlyweds, like a year anyway, um, to Tasia, I don't know, maybe you could speak for Tavara, but I just want to say a secret that I have learned is uh, submission and counsel. When you counsel, you counsel up, you don't counsel down. Just because sometimes it's just for example, if you know you're not well and you go take it to the Lord or you're sick, you take it to the doctor, wherever. You need to take this thing, like if you're having any issues whatsoever, you don't take it to your friend who has no knowledge of what it is to be married. So you counsel up, you know, with people that have wisdom in that area so they can, you know, lead you in that path. And uh, when it comes down to submission, it's biblical. So we just do it. And, you know, that's just how to be the wife of a happy husband. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. and with that, I'm just going to turn the rest of the service over to Pastor. And just in case if he has any more encouragement to offer to you guys. So I'm just going to turn the rest of the service over to him. So you can take it away. Amen. Praise God. Well, you know, the you guys are, it's not like we have to interject anything in particular. I think you guys are um, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Amen. Right? And he's the teacher. Right? And he's the one that uh, makes us into husbands and wives. And he's the one, and he's the, um, the head of the church. And, uh, and you guys are, are good students of his. And, uh, and, that's, and once you continue down that path, then you'll be fine. And that's my whole goal, to follow Jesus, right? And, and the leading of the Holy Spirit, that's what we're committed to. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, Amen. Yeah, you're so welcome. So um, last week, we were, we were actually saying that uh, maybe uh, it was time for Kim to uh, give the word. But when we were being led by the Holy Spirit to the Lord, um, I had... Uh, you know, I thought she had a, a word prepared for this morning, but then Friday evening she told me that the Lord told her that, it, no, it, it's um, not her that's supposed to give the word, it's me. So we just do what the Lord says, right? 
Amen. And I know this is a, a challenging season that we're actually going through. Um, we've been praying with a lot of people uh, on here throughout the week, and it's very, very challenging uh, situations that people are going through. And, um, you know, sometimes the faith is uh, being tested. And I believe it's so important. I keep saying, I believe it's so important in the material, in a material sense, we feed our body with physical food. But, you know, if you don't feed your spirit with the right things, you know, when trouble comes, you're going to find out that you're not encouraged, you're not strengthened. You don't have the ability to deal with the situations that are coming your way. The minute you neglect your relationship with Jesus Christ, and it's a, this relationship with the Lord, if there's no continuity, you when the, when challenges come, you will not have the faith to deal with them. And you will run to, and I see people doing that, you know, they're running all over the place. And I'm thinking, oh, but we already preached that you already heard the messages. You know, you just got to sit at the feet of Jesus and trust him. Decree the word of God, believe the word of God over your situation, and then leave everything else to the Lord. And that's why we've been um, focusing so much. Since we began this ministry, our focus has really been on the principles and operating by principles. And I see a lot of people want to uh, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, abuse the grace of God. And it's not there to be uh, abused because God is a God of principles. And when you want to um, motivate God to answer your prayers and so forth, it has to be based on his word. You know, and we know that he's merciful and uh, we know that God is loving, but our obedience, that's why we have focused so much of this ministry on teaching those principles. Right, you know, I like the scripture that um, 1 Corinthians 4, 19 and 20. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4, 19 and 20, it says, No, some are puffed up as though I would not come to you, but I will come to you shortly, if the Lord will, and will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. The power. So it's not words. Especially, you know, every person in North America is an eloquent person. So that it, that there, pretty much. Eh? So that there is, except me, every person over here is, um, you know, is eloquent and well-spoken. But what about the power that is supposed to show that Jesus Christ is active in your life? That demonstration of power. Why are we teaching so much? That is why. Because... Without that power on display, we're not going to um, make any converts. We're not going to have any impact. And the church in this season, uh, I was talking to someone earlier. This, I forgot which one of you guys I was talking to earlier this week. And we we're talking about it's like the church is non-existent in this old Corona issue. I was watching um, something this week and they're saying like 50% of the church is gone. And, and I'm not surprised that 50% of the church is gone. They're scared like the rest of the chickens that are out there. Because in the meantime, like that song was saying, they are, we have no skin in the game. You know, that um, depiction that they were showing in that video of, um, you know, people not really living true Christianity. When we came down here in London, I saw that thing in a church. I went there and like he's saying, everybody at their Tim Martin's coffee and their feet were like, um, you know, up on the chairs and um and they had all different kind of skits they didn't even preach a, a proper word they just had all different kind of skits and plays and everybody did one big cheer uh, and celebration and then they exited the church and myself and kim were there like 
Like, where are we? Like, you know, it's like these people had no concept of heaven and hell. And like they've never really heard the true gospel of Jesus Christ in that context. And it was just a social club. And in a general sense, it's like that here in, um, in Canada. And God is calling us back to a place of humility. A place of humility. We have to get back to that, to that place of humility and hunger and thirst. And stop living a life just to um, impress others. That's not what this Christian walk is about. It's, it, this Christian walk is about serving. Being of service to Jesus Christ. And I know the way they have depicted um, ministers and preachers over the last few years, they're, they're like rock stars, like the song says. They are looking like rock stars. You know, they pull up the church in there. In, and nothing against a, a nice car, a nice home. I'm not against that. But I'm just saying that when we are um, parading it like that and letting that those things be the emphasis and let the man of God be the emphasis and not Jesus Christ. That is not the essence of what this is. That is not, you know, Jesus didn't pull up to the cross in a Lamborghini. Right? No. He was, he was on his... Um, um, on his hands crawling with the cross on his back for us and yes the Lord did that that we would not walk in um, sickness and diseases and that we would have prosperity but not for us to be show off you know it's it's a, a, a very humble walk and that's what we need to do the body of Christ nearly re really need to come back to the Lord in humility all of us so we are continuing to speak those words to, as the Lord give us grace, that we might align. This is it, you know. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ spoke about when he, when he did his ministry. These are the, the seasons and the times that he spoke about. And these are the things that would happen. And we are the people with that revelation and the, and, and the understanding of what, what he was speaking about. And will we allow the words that he spoke over 2,000 years ago to impact us accordingly. You know, to take us into um, a place of humility and a, and a willingness to serve and to do and to give and extend ourselves. Commitment to the church of Jesus Christ. So it's not the words, but the power. Because if, you know, if it's just words, then, you know, none of us would stand out. Because everybody can speak. So we have to examine ourselves um, in this season. We have to examine the things of the heart, which is one of what we're going to be speaking about today. The things of the heart. So yes, we're not killing and stealing and doing those big, so-called big sins. But the things of the heart are not being dealt with. And as I was allowing Kim to prepare what I thought was going to be the message this week, I, was, I went on to begin to read something else and study some other scriptures um, in the Bible and so forth. Not knowing that this was what God was going to have me speak about this week until like Friday evening. So let's, um, we're going to talk about how to receive from the Lord. How to receive from the Lord. And normally when we think about receiving, we think, okay, if someone is giving me something, then I can just extend my hand and take it. 
or they can um, send it to me in one of the methods that we use today. If it's finances, they can just send me an, an e-transfer or something like that. But how do we receive from the Lord? You see, that's an art that is laid out in scripture. And we have to, God wants to bless you. God wants to heal you. And this morning, I, if you are here this morning and like myself, you're uh, believing God for something. It's now your moment. Because when you have a change of heart, the minute that you have a change of heart, God will bless you with that thing in that moment. That, that um, issue will begin to be dealt with immediately. So as you hear the words of God, you know, someone say, oh, I'm going to give you, or they extend their hand with $1,000. And you see that thing materially and you go, oh yeah, thank you so much. But how about the promises of God? Which are worth so much more. You can receive that this morning. How do you receive it? We want to say this morning, the things and the promises of God, we don't earn them. Even though the Lord used us in ministry, I don't care how many souls the Lord um, worked through us to um, bring to the kingdom. That is not why we receive from him. That is not why he will give us good health and blessings and so forth. This is something that we already received when Jesus Christ walked up, um, went to that cross. And now we, are, we have to understand how to take it. How to take those things. Let's go to Galatians 5 and verse 6. Galatians 5 and 6, 5 verses 6. It says, For in Jesus Christ neither circum circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. You know, we live in a performance-oriented um, uh, atmosphere that we get paid based on our skills, our abilities, our talent, our discipline, and all of those factors, and they are relevant. But when it comes on to the kingdom, you know, it's a kingdom. The Lord Jesus went to that cross and paid that we might have salvation, and we believe for salvation. But then there are other areas sometimes that it's very difficult for us to, re um, to receive. This morning, if you have a physical ailment that you're believing God for healing this message is for you this morning if you have uh, things that you have suffered injustices in the past that have hurt you in the area of the soul of the soul because when someone harms you even physically it leaves a mark in your soul and the doctors cannot reach that area only Jesus can but for him to do it, you must adhere to his word. Okay, so understand that it's not something that you're working for. Understand that healing is a part of the, one of the things that the Lord accomplished for us when he, when he went to the cross. And now you're just receiving it. So, but faith which worketh by, by love. Let's look into what God says about the, his position on this. His position on this. We, we, we have been praying with some folks this week that has um, physical, we have to revisit this again because some of the folks that we are praying with, they're really having issues, physical issues. And we know mental issues. Psalms 86 and verses 15. We need to 
go back and look at God based on how he presented, he has presented himself in scripture, based on what he has said about himself. And I know life scenarios and situations can sometimes paint a picture that we think that God is not tender and loving. And even though we, in a general sense, we might not speak it, but it's something that we hold on to in the mind. We have no expectation from him because we, our thoughts are not, we don't have clarity in regards to his position in this area. So this scripture here, it says, verses 15, but thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion. God is compassionate. And the gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion. God is full of compassion. And gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and truth. We need to establish this one more time this morning. And each time I wake up in the mornings, it doesn't matter what is actually happening, but this I know, that God is loving. And his mercy extends to us today also. Micah 7 and verses 18. Micah 7 and verses 18. Who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighted, he delighted in mercy. He delighted in mercy. In this season where, and things are, people are actually suffering right now. Believers are going through pain right now. And we are involved with just a few people that are facing challenges, challenging times. And I tell you now, there will be issues that you will deal with two, three, four, five months down the line, a year down the line, two year down, years down the line, that you can solve them now, today. This is how this kingdom is. If you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood constantly, the enemy will have no legal right to do some of the things that he will try to do six months down the line. When you, when you get up on Sunday morning and you make an investment in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, but you didn't get a paycheck, which is what many people are wondering, where is the tangible benefits? They don't understand spiritual blessings. And they are, you know, put all the effort into going to work during the week and wake up on time, get themselves ready and get there on time in a consistent manner and then when it's time to go to church some of you I know are still in bed right now as we speak I don't know if I should pray that the Lord you know listen the Lord can bless you to anyone I don't have to be the one to pray for you that the Lord bless you okay but I don't know if I should pray for you if you're in bed this morning if you're still in bed did you not get up and put yourself together and present yourself before the King of King and Lord of Lord Lord of Lords huh 
and understand this place here in my house I mean the kids know, know that they can't tiptoe past this door everybody's walking on pins and needles I mean you can have in this room that we are now I saw Kim with uh, this morning with some um, it was nothing it's just like a a makeup thing and I was like you know that thing can't stay here we can't have that in the presence of the Lord we have so much respect and reverence for God and this we need to go back to that we need to go back to that if you really want the power of God if you want want the blessings of God if you want to hear the Lord speak to you consistently consistently and uh, and guide your life you have to be we have to begin to honor him reverence him every minute of every moment be careful of the thoughts that are in your heart and the words that you speak that's what I mean when I say how to receive from the Lord. Because you can't go before a king and use any language. I mean, you wouldn't even get in his presence. There are so many barriers. But the Lord Jesus is of a different kingdom and he shows such mercy. But why are we not smart enough and understanding who we are dealing with? He, he, he has our, our life in his hands. And we're worried about doctors and we're worried about the boss. And who else is in control? You know, I, have to, I woke up this morning and I thought to myself, this, I have a will, right? God made us comprehensively that we can operate without him. Even though... We will probably keep the bucket before time uh, or all different kind of calamities come our way. But I had to say this morning as I woke up and, I, and as we prayed in the, uh, myself and Kim prayed earlier to this morning, I actually went down on my knees to signal to heaven that you're the boss, that I am here to follow your lead. That I'm thankful and grateful that I'm even a part of the kingdom of heaven. I thank God for this every day. I want to maintain this uh, position of humility. And even if the Lord used me to do something, I don't care if the Lord say, go raise this person, they're dead. Go raise them up. No, what does that have to do with me? Did I, do I have the power to raise the dead? I'm not going to become puffed up. I'm just going to get up the next day. And he said, no, go to Walmart, Walmart and uh, preach to the cashier. And I go, no, I raised the dead yesterday. I can't go preach to the cashier tomorrow. That's how Christian, that's how we are, you know. Humility. Matthew 7 and verses 11. You know, any person that truly wants to understand and have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you can step into it. Any person. This is one thing that you don't need uh, um, all of the education that you need for all of the secular um, positions that they have out here. You don't need that for this. You just need hunger, desire, and a willingness to submit to Jesus Christ. And you can, you can get up each and every day and you can walk with God. And you can make a man or a woman of God order you. And use you mightily and powerfully. God has used, used people for, the, for their, the mere fact that they couldn't read. Yeah, that means if they could have read, the Lord wouldn't use them. Go, go study a guy by the name of William Branham. You know what his problem was when he, when he learned to read a little bit? That's when he went into error. 
God doesn't even need our uh, material talents and abilities. That's why the Bible said, not many mighty, not many noble, not many of the princes of, of this world are used to, pre to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, except when the Lord really wants to use someone, for example, in the area of law, then he might use a lawyer, but not many of them are chosen. And then even when he does that, he has to break that person out of all of the things that they have learned in the secular school that they think is of some value to his kingdom. Matthew 7 and verses 11. <clears throat> Jesus said, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good, good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him. We dealt with faith already. We dealt with faith. And I know when you have a stubborn issue that seems as if it's there, it tends to make the heart hard. Two weeks goes by, a month, three months goes by, and it seems as if your situation has not changed. That thing that you're praying for. And now, you begin now to um, develop hardness of heart towards the Lord and begin now to look, look to the material world for solutions. This message this morning is to tenderize you to the love of God. You know, you're going to bake uh, chicken and meat and so forth. You tenderize it, whatever you put on it, right? That's what this message is here, to soften your hearts. The disciples were in a boat once and Jesus previously had multiplied the loaves. And they had forgotten quickly. And they said, Master, we perish. Don't you care? And he rebuked them for their hardness of heart. Didn't you remember that miracle that I did yesterday? This here is to tenderize your heart. God is loving. God is kind. And he has not left any of us wallowing in the situation that we're in. That is uncomfortable. This is to get you to believe again. And to see God again. And to deal with the issues of the heart that can prevent the power of God from flowing, particularly this morning in your own situation, in your own life. And in those things that are as if they're stagnant, that they won't move. How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things? to them that ask him. Go back now to the Lord. Have a one a week. We, we dealt a message a few days ago, or weeks ago, one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. Uh, I notice a lot of you guys are, are, a lot of people are speaking in your ears and there's a lot of noise, a lot of noise. And I can tell. And because, you know, I'm not saying, I don't know, every, know it all, but, you know, there are a few things that the Lord let me know. And sometimes I'm talking to people and they're telling me uh, uh, the Holy Spirit this, the Holy Spirit that. And I'm thinking, which Holy Spirit are they talking about? Because the one that is inside of me is saying, no, 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 no. And I feel that I, I, immediately I begin to speak with people. I begin to feel that frustration inside. There's no peace to what's been spoken. And I know they're not, they didn't commit themselves to the Lord, but the mind, the will and the emotions. But then they use words to try and convince you that they're walking by the Spirit. And I'm thinking, well, 
they'll they can't convince me because i know the hope because the lord speaks to me if it has to do with my bit with what i'm doing with them then i have to know so the lord tells me that um in, or else they will you know last week i was sharing with you um an example of a person that came into our home and told us and the reason why i shared it is because you know if i had listened to that guy we would not have started the ministry when we did because he saw the ministry that was inside of us and then he went on to tell us now that the lord was saying that we should go to um put ourselves in another church and that was not from the lord that's why it really impacted me so much because if we had taken that um so-called prophetic word from him we would have parked ourselves in another church and we would not be um doing what god has called us to do and that's the kind of um things that you have to you have to hear god for yourself and especially in regards to your calling especially in regards to what he is, uh, he's calling you to do and the people that he has connected you with he's gonna give he's gonna let you know where they are so i have to know where the people are spiritually that god is connecting to this ministry because if i don't then they, I, we're just gonna open the door and they will come in and if they're not ready and prepared many are called you are chosen god calls you but then he prepares you so uh, we have to notice heaven has to tell us what is actually going on with the relationship relationships that we're forming in this ministry or else how is it that god um, had spoken to me about a ministry years ago myself and kim and what we we're gonna he was gonna accomplish through us and then he doesn't give us the ability to discern and to know who is it that we are um forming relationships with to go into this ministry how would it um be successful now and everybody comes with um with their own ideas because they're talking to their own holy spirit every man has his own holy spirit and we can't find no agreement many of the time it's, you know, and I find it laughable. And I say, when will they have a place and, uh, and have an impact on me? And I say, when hell freezes over. So, you know, that's never. That's, the type, that, that's one area that I'm very, very tough. And I will not allow another man that breathe breath or a woman that breathe breath on this earth to move me from that position that God has placed me in. Because, you know, the people that we get to impact, right? The people that we get to impact their lives, it, they're important to the Lord. And that's why, this is why we take it this seriously. They are important. Their lives are important. I had some folks call me this week. Some, I don't know. People tell them to call and the things that they're going through. We are, we are protecting this here. Because God has put a, a grace on um, us and others in this ministry that truly we can meet a person once, once, and their lives change in one conversation. One guy called me this week and, and he, he said to me, he was asking me if I know what I did. And I'm like, well, first of all, I didn't do nothing. Okay. And um, secondly, I don't know what happened to you. Tell me what happened to you. What happened to you? Tell me what Jesus did in your life. And he went on to tell me. And we had a conversation with him. I don't know. The conversation was no more than maybe about 30, 40 minutes, probably three weeks ago. And his life changed. I have people, uh, another girl called me two weeks ago and asked me if she was supposed to commit suicide, if she would go to hell. These are the type of um, issues that we're actually dealing with. This is the, the, the impact. This is this is what the Lord um is take where the Lord is taking us. And you guys that the Lord has called and to serve with us in this ministry, that God is working in our lives to fix those areas that we might be able to come into 
healing and wholeness that we might now begin to express this to others. Time is wrapping up fast, you know. Right? Time is time is going fast. The days are are running. This is this is um the time that we must make impact. And I notice a lot of some of you guys by the, by the time uh, Friday come around and we talk to you guys on Friday, it's a different person that we spoke to on Sunday. The work world, they need you like dough. And they sprinkle, um, you know, baking soda and leaven you out. A little bit of leaven, right? Spoil the whole dough. I just, I just, I can just hear the world speaking back to me. And you know, I don't, I don't really um, go out a lot. I, I, I'm not even in the mall. I'm hidden from everything. So my senses spiritually are awake and alive. Because God has put me in a place of peace that I might hear his voice. So the minute a person calls me, and I, the minute I, I, I have a, a conversation with, with another person, I can go, oh my Lord. And sometimes you might realize that I get kind of aggravated a little bit. I can't help it. The Holy Spirit in me is mad. Get zealous. I'm not trying to um, say that I'm anybody. You know. No, I'm actually trying to say that there's work for us to do. There's work for us to do. If there was no one out there to be saved, what would I be here uh, running my mouth for this morning? If there was not work for us to do, why would we be here? There is work for us to do. We have to settle down. One thing the early apostles, they didn't have every Tom, Dick and Harry speaking into their life. Be careful who is speaking into your life. Everybody prophesied out of their own faith. Be careful what you're listening to. I really don't listen to uh, many people. And anyone that is going to speak into my life, I have to vet them and make sure that the Lord actually sends them. And do, we have, do I have people that, I have some of them call me all the time, even pastors. And uh, let me tell you something. I, sometimes I, got, I rough them up. No kidding. Rough them up. Bad. And they have been doing this long before me. And I point out their errors in a bold way. Sometimes they don't call me back for two months. They take that time for them to heal from the, the, the trauma from the words that I give them. Because they're out of God's will and I know it. And it makes me mad when they try to uh, influence me to, um, you know, come on their podiums and, that, and that type of stuff. I'm like, if God can tell me that I should not go out there, can't he tell you? Can't you go pray before you ask me to come? Some people are all excited to go preach in another church or write a book. I don't even have no, no desire to do, do those things unless the Lord asks me to do it. I'm not doing this thing, um, this thing out of pretense or anything, uh, you know, ambition. This is serving for the benefit of the lost and the hurt and the broken. I'd rather the Lord send me on the street to go preach in, um, to the cashier in the supermarkets than waste my time on people's stage when the Lord don't want me on, on people's stage. And I see people getting distracted so easily. <clears throat> you know, I have to ask the Lord, Lord, give me patience. Give me patience. Because one of the fruit of the spirit is patience. And it's my fault if I get out of patience. While you work on them, give me patience, Lord. But, you know, cause um, life issues to deal with them and buffer them. It, God designed it like that. You know, if you're out of his will, things will happen to you to push you back into his will. 
Some of you are not taking the, the um so casual with God, as if you walk with Jesus when He was on the um, earth. Well, you're bloody old, over two thousand years old. I'm still impressed and awe that I get to do anything in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I'm surprised. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. That is my posture before God. And I have to have a posture before God that will allow him to bless me. You, do you think I'm going to be this season? You think I'm going to be walking empty-handed this season without void of power? Void of power and trying to pretend that I'm a, a powerful Christian telling everyone about Jesus? No way. No hypocrisy in this person that you're looking at here. No way. Psalms 139. Psalms 139, 23, 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Let it happen now. Now, in this moment. Let the, let the Holy Spirit search you and reveal those things. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. If God reveal your thought like no to everybody on this podium, would you be ashamed? Is there um, grudges that you're holding against people? Is there bitterness? Those are the things that will cause the power of God to stop right above your head, right above here, and not flow into your life. I dealt with this earlier on. The village mentality. You know, some people want to, um, from our, you know, we're from a Jamaican background, and some people want to uh, meet us and have Jamaican conversation. And me and Kim are like, hell, we don't know them. We ain't know you. What kind of language that you speak? Get back to the, um, you know, it's the, the gutter mentality. It's we against them. And I'm thinking, we who? We who are in Christ against, and we're not even against the world. We're we are here that the world might be saved. Many of them start their little, um, Look at, it's a disgrace the body of Christ if you go and look uh, in the churches. You have black churches, white churches, Chinese churches, Indian churches. And they, and they wear it as a bad, badge of honor. It's an absolute disgrace. It means that they don't know that they're in Christ. Lack of educate, education in the body of Christ. That's why we see it so prevalent out there. They don't understand who they're connected with. Christians are more connected with their families than they are connected with their brothers and sisters in Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ is not thick enough to connect them beyond their parents and their brothers and sisters. That is the issue. We don't know who, who is our source. We don't know who is our family. We don't understand which kingdom we are from. This is the wake-up call. We have not started preaching the gospel as yet. We are not prepared for it. We are, we are, listen, we talk about revelations. Forget about revelations right now. We haven't even done the foundational things. Here in Canada, where the supermarkets are so laden with foods and, and, and everybody can go and get a house and credit and a car and credit. These are the things that stopping the power of God. We're exchanging the power of God for these positions, these things, these mentalities. It's sick and disgusting. This is the wake of call. Some people are um, preaching people into their church. We need to preach people out of our church. We need to preach some of them out. 
Because when you come in this kingdom, yeah, right? When you come in this kingdom, you're supposed to be changed and transformed. Brand new person. You can't be here 5, 10, 15, 20 years looking the same, thinking the same. Verses 24, and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Listen, God told me I was going to do this long before. And I said, my pleasure. If it's about the truth and I know who the truth is, I can tell it to any man that breathes breath. He can, like I said, you can do whatever you want, but I'll speak the word of God. And I see these positions and I see Christians that don't grow and don't change and transform and submit. Nothing happens without that. Nothing. And where is the church now? Where the healing power of God is moving? Where is that church now in Canada? Hidden. We don't see. Is God not willing? Understand my, my conversation. And then we can, we can hash it out a little bit after. Is God not willing? Forever. O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So why is it not happening? Why is it not happening? It seems to me that there is an issue. And the issue is with man. We're dealing with those little things. Song of Solomon uh, 2.15 says, It's the little foxes that ruins the vineyard. The little foxes. The things of the heart. We have to allow those things to be dealt with. Matthew 5 and verses 21. If you're willing for this spiritual surgery to be undertaken in you, then you can walk in the blessings of God. Then you can walk in the power of God. If you're not willing, it won't. These things have to change before we receive to those dimensions. Matthew 5, 21 to 24. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. These are just words. You know, under the old covenant, you had to commit murder or adultery. This spirit life that we are living now is a highest higher calling a higher standard and we are dropping the baton therefore if thou bring thy gift to the altar and there rememberest that thy brother had ought against thee leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way first be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift deal with the issues before you come to God. Allow those issues to be dealt with. Move now to 27 and 28. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her, hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. In his heart. These heart issues, they have to be dealt with. 
What are you thinking on and meditating on? Those things have to be examined or else they will stop healing from coming even to your physical body. You, you won't get healing in your body. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. What is it that your soul have to do with your body? What is the connection between soul and body? That I wish above all things that you might prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. What comprises your soul? Your mind, your will, your emotion. That area that you're responsible for, it's like a garden. You have to keep that thing from negativity, from bitterness, from anger. And if you just let it go unconsciously without supervising and policing that area, that garden is going to be polluted. And that thing is what nourishes your physical body with either healing or sicknesses and diseases. It's very quiet. And this is what we need. How is it that we are only quiet on Sunday morning? Everybody else is talking to us during the week and we don't have the guts. It's like you never walk with Jesus. One thing they were able to recognize with those disciples, those apostles, when Jesus was not with them, they were able to perceive that these men were with the Lord. When people call you with the wrong mindset and speaking the wrong words, are you able in your attitude to convey to them that you have been spending time with Jesus. That, that ought to be evident by the strength that comes from you when they give you words that are conflicting with scripture and what, you've been, what you know is true. Are you standing up to them? That's the thing with the apostles. They knew that these men were hanging out with Jesus. These day we, days we take up the phone and listen to people lament all different kind of negative things. People try that with me. I'm telling you. I, you know, I kind of let them rant a little bit. And every now and then I take the phone and, and put it um, away from my ear. They don't know. But I'm like, I'm, I'm not listening to this. But just to entertain them for a moment. So I can them, hit them with the sledgehammer from heaven after. I entertain them. And I just go and wait until they pause. And then I interject myself in there and take command and take charge. And say, listen, it seems to me like you left your Bible somewhere. Are you don't pray anymore? Are you lost your faith in Jesus Christ? Are you don't believe that God has any power? It seems to me that you lost all of this connection that you have with God. I know you call here to counsel me about carnal means. Listen, I you send them packing. They pack up the bags, them and the demons that come with them pack the bags and they bad eyeglasses and head down the road and say, whoa, did you send us, they go back and check with the, um, with the command center, did you send us to the right address or the wrong address? Because he's a madman, live over there. You have to send bigger demons for him. Christians are too nice and too polite. Entertaining demons. They, those things are, and those words that are being spoken inside of us, they are planting seeds. Why am I saying this? They're planting seeds and preventing the words that are spoken in this book here from manifesting in your life. Light and darkness cannot coexist. God has to get rid of these things before he comes in.
to those dimensions. Is he merciful to you? Is he loving? Yes, but we're talking about next level, next level, next level in every area of your life. Next level. Next level in your health. Next level in your finances. If you get these issues dealt with, you can have conversations with God about the things that he has promised you, about the things that he has promised in his word. Let's go to uh, Proverbs. Proverbs 4 and the verses uh, 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Keep thy heart. Guard thy heart. You guard your heart by guarding your gates. The eye gate. The ear gate. The things that you listen to. You know, you're under no obligation. Because you are you have a relative. A blood relative. That um, is a brother or sister. Or a mother or father. You are you're under, under God's law. You have no obligation to listen to them pour garbage inside of you. God didn't call us to do that. That's why he said, take this word now that you might put them in their proper perspective and say that those kind of conversations I cannot have. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For all of it are the issues of life. That is going to dictate what you eat and drink, the information that you take in, and the sources that you listen to. They are going to dictate whether or not your soul issues are dealt with by the Lord. 2 Corinthians 13 and verses 5. 13 and verses 5. The Bible instructs us to do this. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves? All that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Except ye be reprobates. Examine yourself. Not on Monday morning. Some folks, oh my God. I don't want to beat up anyone. And then they come and uh, fight me after. But some of them have to wonder where have they been for the last three days. Because they were all fired up on Sunday morning. And by Thursday... Where is your faith? Where is your trust in God? Stop trusting in family and men. Some of you are disappointing us. Because we are, we are, we are you know what? We know that you have been sitting, um, sitting and learning from Jesus. How can you be so weak and puny now? Now is your moment to show your power based on the investment that God has made inside of you. And you get up as lame as a duck. Oh, Father, we ask for more, 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 Lord. Some of the issues are comical to me. They are absolutely comical. And some of the things that people stresses over, stress over, I'm like. Isaiah 53. Yeah, you're asking, how is it that we're talking about receiving from God healing and blessings? And we got here. I'll, tell, I'll show you how. 
what we got here. Isaiah 53 and verses 1. Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? You see, it says, who, whose report are you believing? That's why we're so excited when, when things happen. Whose report are we believing? Is it the word of God? Is it God's report or man's report? Whichever one you elevate, you're going to receive from that tree. You're going to eat the, the fruit of the tree that you believe. So this here is to counsel you to come back to trust in God. On Friday morning, on Thursday morning, on Wednesday morning, in the moment when you're being challenged, is Jesus still alive? Are you just lay down the spirit life and allow the flesh and the mind of the flesh to take over you see why we've been we've been talking about these things so much we need to be empowered in this season especially in this season and we we see what happened also when we fake it do you know guys when we fake the christian life do you know people die we bury people when we when we fake it we can't fake this thing you have to be so willing to say to go in your closet and say and when you your knees hit that floor and you say god your will and not my will that means when he said when jesus did that and he said yes you're going to the cross he said okay to the cross i go when your knees hit the carpet you must be ready to hear god's word and god's will don't go and try and prove anybody with the words from your mouth let your obedience speak to heaven and God will confirm to people that you're in his will. Not your words. Empty words. This is the intensity that we're going to have. Um, you know, we're not doing this for money. The, you know, it's not like we have to come and put a good show and collect your offering and go pay our bills. Hell no. The, the people who are giving, let me tell you something. Thank you for your giving. We appreciate it. God bless you. And we pray over every person that, um, that gives. We, are, we appreciate you. But let me tell you something. But we put every dime in an account and it's still in there. And we are eating well and living big. Okay? So therefore, and if you notice, not many other times we don't even pass, we don't even ask for offering and so forth like that. We have an intention here. An intention is not finances. We have an intention here. We have something to do greater than finances. Greater than material things. Greater than um, seeking fame. It's the souls of men. This is the, at the, at the um, core, the cusp of what is it that is thrusting us out. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year to do this. Is an energy that comes from the spirit of God. There's no fake here. Many of you don't like, don't, some of you guys don't even appreciate the way that I present. And I'm not exactly concerned about that. But you know what I want? The power of God in your life. You know what I want? Healing in your body, healing in your heart. I don't care. You don't have to like me, but I still want this. Don't like me, just love me. Right? But I want you to receive from Jesus Christ. That is what this thing is about. That's why I'm, I'm um, you know, they talk about love. People who don't understand what love is. You know, they were all oh, come and um, smoosh me on both cheeks. Mwah, mwah. And that is the love. I do that to Kim all the time. And more. Don't worry about that. 
We have to wake up and be authentic and be real. And we need people in our lives that will tell us the truth. The truth that is written in God's word. That there is love. It's not convenient. And it's sometimes upsetting. But it's good for us. Because our failure to do this can have terrible consequences. I'm telling you this as a fact. I see this thing happening. We have ministered to people and the Lord has implored them on occasions to switch, to change. And sometimes they don't answer. And you see what happened, the results later on. We have seen it. You have to take this and let it be your correction, your alignment with Jesus Christ. You cannot do business with him and walk outside of his will and ignore his word and what he's actually saying. We might not even live. Ananias and Sapphira, they were believers. They were believers. Ananias and Sapphira, they were believers in Jesus Christ. They actually went to sell their property to bring all of the, whole, the money to the apostles. And they lied about how much they sold the property for. And they dropped dead. They believed in Jesus Christ. They were in the church. All of this idea that you can come in this church and just rely on the love of God. Hello? The fire will burn you and kill you. You can't live in this kingdom anyhow. It does not work. That's why we're so militant about addressing these things. We're not saying ignore the facts of your situation either. If it's a health issue or a financial issue, don't ignore it as if it's not there. No, we're saying exalt the truth of God's word over the facts, the prognosis that doctors have given you, banks have given you. Exalt the truth of the word of God over these things and then you will receive John 17 17 it says sanctify them through thy truth thy word is truth we have to live Christian the Christian faith 24 7 it's not Sunday morning it was not designed to be a Sunday morning thing it's a 24 7 relationship with Jesus Christ it's a constant walk with him your brother is not your priest. Your sister is not your priest. Your mom is not your priest. Necessarily. Until, until that type of strength. You know, go study the life of the, um, the 12, the, um, the apostles, the early apostles. And see, yes, they were lacking in conviction until they were filled with the spirit. But do you see the type of conviction that they had? after they were filled with the spirit that they were ready to die the fact that they were going to be nailed to the cross like their lord did not bother them one bit what happened to those type of christians and we're not being asked to do that jesus was no longer with them anymore and look at the power that they walked in and these canadian christians we have to remind them every week 
it, it, you have to forge your relationship with God. You have to construct it. You have to know him. You have to desire encounters and have conviction. Or anytime anything happen, you're going to have no strength, no strength. Driven and tossed with the wind all over. You can't, you, you cannot know Jesus Christ and not be a person of conviction. You can't walk with him in this day by the Holy Spirit. And every time they can hurry, speaking anything in your ear. No, that means you have not. Maybe we need to go back to the drawing board and say, Lord, the rendition of Jesus that I received something is wrong. They gave me the one from the stories, the Christmas stories. I need the real one. You might, you know, we might not live. I'm aware that if I don't walk with Jesus Christ, you know, I'm very convinced I would die before my time. I would make it. I would die before my time if I don't have relationship with Jesus. And the people that are, you know, would want us to leave where we are now to come and hang out with them would come to our funerals and speak nice words. I would get above, listen, I would get up out of the grave and kick. I don't need no nice words when I'm dying. I don't need no tears. I already told my kids. When I'm in heaven, don't cry over my dead body. Enjoy me now while I'm here. And then celebrate when I'm in heaven. We, we have to wake up. We need a remnant army that we hear in the body of Christ in certain other countries and nations right here in Canada. And I believe right here, where we are now, we're believing God for this. Right where we are with who we are now, we're believing God for this. He has called us. And some of us have said yes. And God is now encouraging us and working out the details that we might come up to this level. That we might not only be buying God's generals and, listen, and reading them over and over and over and being impressed. That we might see that dimension of God in our own life. And we might go and win the loss. How do you feel that so many people are dying and going to, to hell right now? They, they count them up. They make the, the numbers available from the coronavirus of how many people are dying. Are we counting the numbers of how many the Lord is actually saving? That's what we should be counting. We're taking the same report that the world is taking from the news. Lock hands. One of the things that we need to do is surround ourselves with faithful believers. Surround yourself with the right people. Have them on, on dial, speed dial. Godly people. Don't call your carnal brother and sister that need prayer for advice. And let them suck the spirit life out of you. And then know you're depressed. Grow some backbone if you say you walk with Jesus Christ. That's what God is putting in my heart this morning. Some like it, some don't. But you know, once it comes from heaven, I'm cool. Whoever is hungry, they can go deal with that. It's time. So, Father, we give you praise this morning. I thank you for your word, O oh Lord, and I thank you for 
your people, O God. I thank you for their faith, O Lord, and I thank you, O God, for their heart to hear your word and then transition into your will. Yes, Lord, for every person, O God, that has had a change of heart this morning, as you, Holy Spirit, minister to them, I pray now, Father, in Jesus' name, that your power would come to bring that change, to bring that power, to bring healing, O Lord, to the sufferings, to bring healing to the hurts that are on the inside, O God, that, those things that we cannot see. Let your power now come, O God, to bring a refreshing, O God. Let faith be in them now to believe you, O God, for healing. And I pray you heal each and every person that is here in the soul and even in the body, O Lord. I pray you bring total restoration and total healing to them, O Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that none of us are perfect, but I thank you for the ones that are here. And Lord, that are even willing to hear an uncomfortable word this morning, a word that is direct. Lord, I thank you for them and I thank you for their, their humility. And I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, touch their lives now, O God. As they come before you, Father, in Jesus' name, as they come before you in the coming days, encounter them and build bold and audacious faith in your people in this season, O God, that the enemy might not be able to destroy. Give them strength, O God. Strength, O Lord. Boldness, O Lord God. The strength, O Lord, to resist the naysayers and the negative people out of their lives, O God, in this season. Father, give your people a strength, O God, that they would not answer their phones and listen to anything. Sensitize their spirits that they might know when to reject, when to switch, O Lord. Let them hear your voice. Father, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. We, Lord, we need you in this season, O we need you, Jesus. The world needs you, O Lord. Our neighbors need you, O Lord. And I pray, O Lord God, that as you have us assembled here, O my God and my King, we believe you for big things. Even though we are small in numbers now, but we believe you for big things because you have spoken of it. Prophetically, you have spoken of it. And in your word, your word promises of that dimension of God that we will see that will change everything in and around us, oh God. Yes, Lord, I thank you for the willing ones this morning and this season, oh God, who are offering their bodies a living sacrifice that you might flow through them to reach the lost. And we pray, oh Father in Jesus' mighty name, for each and every soul in this country of Canada that is lost, that does not have the revelation of Jesus Christ in them, we lift them up before you and we pray your mercy, your grace, and that they would come into the revelation of your love. Use us as your instruments to reach them, O oh Father, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Use us to reach them, O oh God. To minister to the lost. Open doors. Spiritual doors. And let the anointing flow. The anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage and of darkness. Let that anointing that breaks the yoke, let it flow through your people, oh Father, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we, pr we trust you also this morning, oh Father, in Jesus' name, that as you have given us a gracious start here in Heaven's Lighthouse Ministry on this Zoom platform, we now trust you, Father, in Jesus' name, for this location, oh God, that you will branch us out into, oh Lord, that we might do the very works that you spoke of in your word. For you say that the, the harvest are ripe for the picket, 
O Lord God Almighty, send the laborers out. Send us out, O Lord Jesus. Give us the provision, we pray. I pray, O God, a special grace to each and every person that is here, O God, that you're called to be a part of this ministry. O Father, in Jesus' name, perform signs, miracles in their life, in their financial life, O God, and align them with your perfect will, O Lord, that they might take their place even in this ministry, O Lord, to minister to the lost and to the hurting and to the broken. And I pray, O Lord God, for that location, O Lord, that you had reserved before the foundations of the earth. Oh, Lord God Almighty, we believe you this morning for it, oh, that you would lead us to it, oh, God. Grant us favorable conditions, oh, Lord. And as we as we venture out into this place, oh, Lord, let the team of people that you bring, you bring together, oh, Lord, let us be selfless and committed to you, oh, God. And allow us to understand dying to the, the technology of dying to self, oh, Lord, that you might live through us. And as I teach these lessons, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Oh, my God and my King, speak to your people, change your people, transform and renew your people, oh God. Hallelujah, that your power might flow in them and through them. Oh, we need you, Jesus. Oh, we need you, Jesus. Oh, we need you, Lord Jesus Christ. We need you, oh, my King and my God. We believe your report, oh, Lord. And we await, oh, my Father and my God, the power. We await, oh, my Lord and my King, your presence, your power to change. Oh, Lord Jesus, we need you. For so many are hurting and broken this morning. Grant us grace, oh, Lord God. Let the anointing, oh, my Father and my God, of the general. Let it return, O oh Lord God, and let it sit on us, O oh my King and my God, that we might do the works of God. Ah. Yes, Lord. Increase us, Father, we pray. Supernaturally, O oh Lord God. Supernaturally, increase us. In every dimension of our personal lives and in the ministry, increase us, O oh Lord Jesus. Yes, we believe this morning, oh God, for you have spoken. So we believe, we believe, we believe. We thank you for the impartation of faith. And we say we believe, oh Lord God, that in three months, that in six months, oh my King and my God, London and Canada would know, oh my King and my God, that you called us here. That we are not pretenders, oh Lord, but you called us and you placed us here. Yes, Lord. I pray divine protection over each household that is here. Oh, Lord God Almighty, that even from this coronavirus, there will be not a, a single death, oh, my God and my King, over any household that is here, oh, Lord. Let your protection come over them now. Assign angels on their behalf to keep them, oh, Lord God. We pray for each and every person that has a sick relative here today. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we decree and declare healing. Your healing power is touching their bodies now. In the name of Jesus Christ, each and every person that is under the sound of my voice now, the power of God is healing you now. And I pray your peace over each and every household, oh Lord Jesus. Oh, we bless you. We honor you and we thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty and glorious name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.